It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. It is the 19th of January. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, good day. It's been a great day. Oh, good. How's your day been? Pretty good. And uh, if the market has anything to do with it, you know, great day, really. Surprisingly strong, you've got to say. Uh, we had no lead in from the US, which we well know. And uh, I know that you've been saying that often when we are absent of a lead, we start to see these markets drift higher. But there were, you know, a lot of supportive stories out there uh, here in Australia, one of which was being uh, Goldman Sachs sort of upgrading of the banks, lifting price targets and a bit of PEM&A as well. Exactly right. So, uh, of course, we saw what's going on with uh, with the banks, uh, Goldman Sachs in particular, a lot of price target upgrades there. It's almost as if the, uh, the brokers have come back this week uh, after the break and you're saying, oh, upgrade, 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 upgrade. And uh, you mentioned off the top that uh, we obviously had the, uh, the public holiday in the United States in the long weekend. So volume's naturally a bit lower as well. And this sort of combined along with that M&A with, uh, with Clean Away. Uh, not Clean Away. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. I've been watching that so much of the day moving lockstep. But bingo, I know, got uh, lobbed that, uh, that, that takeover offer. And uh, we could see that combined to a very, very nice gains today. Yeah. We chatted with Martin Crabb, who is CIO at Sean Partners, late in the session. That'll be online shortly. But uh, yeah, he was just talking about the massive amount of money that uh, that is out there right now looking for yield looking for a return perhaps a little bit more high risk so these pe companies are coming in you know above uh i guess the offers that they would normally be putting in you know they're they're finding these companies and making offers based on you know future growth as opposed to perhaps what was done in the past which was get companies that were in need of a repair and then you know reselling them or refloating them yeah, it's really interesting. I'm not sure that I'll be uh, you know, putting my money with a PE uh, firm that's looking to go and buy and pay way overs for something that may grow in the future, but each their own. Yeah, well, you know, VC, if we could have some of that money pouring into new innovation. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> okay, but to the, banks, yeah, to the bank's point, uh, we spoke with Lippmann and Bergman and Partners, Alex Pekulis, and he is the CIO there. And he was just, you know, he just set out his case for how uh, you know, the bull market will continue in 2021 and some of that has to do with the banks and the cyclicals because he sees stronger growth coming through this year. Anything to disagree with in there, Scuddy? Oh, not particularly. Uh, the, the, the backdrop is quite conducive, but it has to be said as well that uh, there's a lot of good news that's already been factored into these markets uh, to say that it hasn't been well. So hmm, it definitely has. Like we know vaccine rollout. We know uh, fiscal stimulus. We know monetary policy stimulus is all in place. We know that earnings are lucky to recover. Um, so uh, we know those things. There's a lot of things that we don't know. And of course, there can be things in that, uh, that aren't good news as well. Yeah, aren't good news. But um you know, if we do get a bit of bad news or a bit of knee-jerk reaction to headlines, a bit of disappointment in earnings season, maybe we see a little bit of a pullback. That would be the sign of a 
or could inspire a healthier bull market. Is that a fair comment? Absolutely. Um, I've been watching markets for a uh, uh, bit over um, two decades now, and uh, yeah, and you see, still look spring chicken. And I and I still and I st- I've seen plenty of I know bull markets and bear markets and various asset classes over that time. It doesn't really matter which one it is, but the one thing that's I uh, know really common with those really long sustaining ones is that you get pullbacks. You get opportunities for the market to breathe, the rally to breathe. And of course, that means that no, on pullbacks, you can go and get fresh people, fresh eyes, and more investment opportunities and people buy back in that organically goes and keeps the, uh, the market rolling. I'd much rather go and see that than just some breakneck rally uh, that just keeps going and going, going without a pullback. That's unsustainable and often leads in, a, in tears and a very, very substantial decline. So for the longevity of this bull market globally, um, and you might not know it from the price action we've seen today, but certainly up until this point uh, you know, this year, it's been pretty iffy, the price action. So I just wonder, might be, uh, you know, the best thing for the other uh, bull market might be a correction. We will see and uh, have your shopping list ready uh, just uh, to talk some stock picks. Alex Pakoulis does mention a few companies that he favors in this uh, bull market cycle that we're in. And we also got a few interesting companies mentioned by Heath Moss. He is equities director at HLM Investments. Look, we've been asking everybody, is there still puff left in this retail trade? Because, you know, we had Harvey Norman hitting highs today we've had these upgrades coming from jb hi-fi bunch of broker upgrades bunch of broker upgrades on super retail in the wake of its uh, guidance that was provided yesterday and look scuddy i know you don't necessarily agree but the consensus seems to be so far that yes there is room left when it comes to these retailers that the setup is just so good with savings with stimulus with jobs coming back which uh, belinda allen is looking for in uh, the upcoming jobs read on Thursday, she's from CBA. And Heath Moss, I thought, brought up a good point, just saying, look, housing uh, starts, housing sales are going through the roof. You know, everything's looking so hot in that market that, you know, people need to buy stuff to fill those those buildings up as well. Yeah, uh, of course, we don't have any international arrivals at this point. We have had a lot of Australians come home as well, but I just point out that uh, know a lot of those people who are buying homes are people who are currently renting, so they might have a lot of stuff which they already own. Yeah, maybe, but I think everybody when they move, well, actually, I didn't buy too much furniture, but there's always something. I You're know, always I, spending money. It is going out one in one hand, out the other. I know firsthand. Yeah, we both do. <laughs> All right, that's why we come to work every day with a smile that's on exactly our face. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Look, there was plenty of interesting company moves today. Tyro, the best performer, up by 26%, coming out swinging, answering that short report, uh, flagging though there might be a potential class action against the company. And still, all of its, um, you know, its equipment, its um, transaction machines are not up and running. They will likely be by the end of the week. But Tyro was up by 26%. So that is the market voting with its money. Um, We had Megaport. Megaport, we spoke with the CEO, Vincent. English today. Uh, look, they are saying that the Australian dollar is a bit of a headwind right now, but still looking um, at good growth in customer numbers and recurring revenue. And um, share price was beaten down a little bit, down about one and a half percent today, but it was the stock of the day. That's my point. Stock of the day, Megaport. We spoke with um, Mark Moreland from Team Invest and Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Let's take a listen. You know, I really like Megaport. It's probably too speculative for me to invest in or recommend to our members. 
But uh, uh, A, Bevan Slattery is an absolute guru and has got such a strong track record. You're nuts to bet against him actively, so I wouldn't be shorting it anytime soon. What I also like, I've talked about this before, it's that gym membership model where if everyone who, who actually joined the gym went at the same time, you couldn't move in the place. But of course, most people don't or they go at different times or whatever. And so the gym gets to sell effectively more capacity than it can ever deliver. It's a really, really nice, really attractive business model. I like it a lot. If you're buying a, a kind of a speculative growth portfolio, you're buying <clears> an inner portfolio, I quite like the company. Um, I don't know if you're buying it outright. I'm expecting it, it alone, given the current price, by the way, to go to the moon. Even though it may sound like it's a good model uh, and it should be prospectively profitable, it isn't and they haven't been, and they've lost money every year, and it's basically been accelerating. So they lost 20% of their equity last year, and the way they're making it up is through uh, capital raisings, and the share, shares on outstanding have gone from 40 million to 152, uh, 152 million over uh, about the six years since it's listed. I'd say they've had six years already. Now this is a cap, should be a reasonably capital-like business, because what they're doing is they're contracting all the big data centres and so on, as, as Scott said, to buy capacity and then they're reselling it. Why haven't they made a profit in six years? Will they be dominant enough to have the network effects to make that happen? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Don't think that one's going in the portfolio. Not for the time being. Obviously, a lot of, I know, focus on the growth outlook there and also the currency exposure as well for that company. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep an eye on ahead. All right. And uh, they do report. They put out their reporting date, February 10th, I believe it is. So, yeah, always good to check up at that stage of the game because, Scotty, reporting season right around the corner. Are you excited? Oh, I'm incredibly excited. I'm incredibly excited about the lack of sleep and everything else, but it's going to be fun. I love it. Okay, so tonight, uh, I think that what will really take a lot of the focus is Janet Yellen. So we'll be hearing from the former Fred, Fred, um, chair, former Fed, excuse me, chair, and uh, soon to be Treasury Secretary, if all goes to plan. So the U.S. dollar fiscal stimulus, um, she is going to authorize some big spending says that we should interest rates are so low after all yeah well look she's known for being dovish and i don't expect anything else but a dovish offering uh, the key question of course is how quickly and how big the package is that they can push through it's no given uh that uh, everything that i know has been put up in the headlines about that 1.9 trillion dollar additional package will go and get through there are some moderate uh, democrats who may not go and vote in the party ways and of course that's uh, no that's a good thing you know, checks and balances but let's hopefully uh, we get uh, the money out to who needs it as quickly as possible okay and tonight we have the eu current account that's for november tomorrow we have the westpac consumer confidence read for the month of january so that will encompass uh that hard brisbane lockdown but you know it will encompass as well some good we've had an improvement in uh, the health outcomes in new south wales in particular since uh that lockdown in the northern beaches around Christmas time and some of the breakouts in the uh, Western suburbs as well. So yeah, always, always really important to get the read on consumer confidence. Yeah, look, I expect to be very almost unchanged. I suspect there won't be a lot of movement because we've seen the ANZ Roy Morgan iteration of its uh, no consumer confidence reading and uh, really been you know, sitting just below our average levels. Of course, the Westpac one is above average at the moment. Uh, but uh, look, there's plenty to feel optimistic about, relatively speaking, compared to other parts of the world. Yeah. Okay. So we have yet another day of fantastic guests lined up as well. Kyle McIntyre from Fire Trail Investments is back. That's at 10.35 a.m. We have an ETF special coming up on the call. Andrew Whiteland from DP Wealth Advisory. Michael Wayne 
from Medallion Financial. Looking forward to that one. We'll be also chatting with the CEO of Hub24, Andrew Alcock. It was out with, uh, yes, some of an update on funds under management, um, assets under management, and it had a good day today. It was up by 8%. So we'll talk about, well, yeah, any further M&A potential for that company in 2021. And we'll also be speaking with the CEO of MYOB um, to talk about SMEs, why they're more optimistic this year. We'll no doubt be talking about the potential for insolvencies as well. Looking forward to get a pulse of other small businesses of Australia. It's uh, where most employees are, are located, so always good to get insights. Okay, so Scotty, shall we call it a wrap for this Tuesday, the 19th of January? We'll call it a wrap. Uh, limp her up for a hump day and we'll, uh, we'll see you all then. See ya.